morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world today, I greet you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. The hope of our eternity, he is the joy of our present. He is Savior and Lord, and we really, really do appreciate that you have dropped by to speak with us today because he is also the subject of our existence. He is the topic. He is the reason. And here we are again on Conversations in Creative Evangelism. I am your host, Phyllis, and I am so glad to be with you. I hope that you will actually enjoy what we're going to do today because it is indeed um, uh, a very uh, different kind of, of conversation we're having. We're going to talk, not we are, we're not going to talk actually. I have um, a recording from a pastor by way of a cousin of mine who did a talk and in so doing she introduced us to um, the Reverend Thomas. He is from North Carolina and um, I want you to listen because the topic of his sermon, which is conversation-like, um, has, has a lot to do with uh, how we communicate as people who really, you know, testify and believe that God is sovereign and he is our a savior and our creator. And how serious we take that, right? Uh, we really do want to make sure that our communication is clear and that people understand without any blurred, um, you know, or slurred speech. They really understand that we take God very serious. So I'm going to stop talking and I am going to um, let you he hear now the voice of Reverend Thomas. He will tell you the name of his church and all that, so I don't want to be redundant in uh, speaking it uh, first and foremost. Now what I also want you to know is that he is coming by a conference call. Like any way we can get it out, we will get it out. And the upload was not possible, at least not as far as I understand, on in my computer or computing world, because um, it is not an MP3 4 file, and therefore I have to play it to you uh, from a, an existing another um, platform. So hopefully it'll come through loud and clear, and you will hear it very well. I will be back at the end of the sermon to uh, invite you to leave comments. Okay, and with that, here we Good go. Morning, everybody, this is Pastor John Thomas from God Will Make a Way Ministry. We are located at 1207 North Green Street, Waysboro, North Carolina, 28170. Please come and visit us. Uh, we come to you this morning with a word, with a word that is so important for the believer is that God has instructed us on how we should handle this word. And the word is communication. Uh, my question is, how are you communicating? Uh, oftentimes when communication is a source of sharing thoughts and ideas and feelings and intentions, approvals and disapprovals. It's a mechanism that we use. We have verbal communication and we have nonverbal communication. We also have a, a body language, amen, that people have a tendency to read. Uh, when we talk about communication, it means that we have something to say. We have something to tell a person or a group of people. And being that we are representatives of the kingdom of God, we should be communicating the gospel. We should be telling someone about the goodness of God. But I want you to take into account sometimes, even when you're not speaking, you are speaking. And this is where the nonverbal communication comes in. This is where the body language comes in. So my question is, what are you conveying to other people. What you have to understand is that once you 
accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you had positioned yourself to be a target. You have positioned yourself to where people will come to you and ask you about the Lord, our Lord and Savior. Uh, people will come to you and ask you, what must I do to be saved? And then you have other people who would look at you, listen to you, and question whether or not you are a true believer. We communicate to those who are in front of us and those who are not. We communicate every day we come out and present ourselves to other people. So the question is, what is it that I'm communicating? Amen. Uh, when we break it down and we're looking at verbal communication, uh, the Bible tells us, let not no corrupt communication uh, come out of your mouth. And it, what it's saying is that those who hear what you say and should be blessed and that's just what it is we don't have the luxury to curse no one we don't have the luxury to be ill-spoken god is saying being that you are a representative of christ what comes out of your mouth should bless the hill what we have to understand is that we will be trialed and tested um, the Bible tells us that we should have a word, a seasoned word, a word that will bless someone. We are the verbal, uh, uh, in one aspect, we are the verbal vehicle for God to his people. When people see you, whether they know you're a Christian or not, what do you give them uh, in your verbal communication? Or what do you give them in the nonverbal verbal Communication and what does your body language? When a person sees you, what do they see? A lot of times you don't even have to tell a person that you're a Christian. Because if you have the Word of God, if you operate in the fruits of the Spirit, if you walk in the Spirit, people will know. Amen. Sometimes we confuse people. Sometimes we say one thing with our mouth, but our actions say something totally different. So we have to be so careful to be consistent. Paul said, I keep my body under subjection, that when I preach the gospel, I be not a castaway. Amen. So here, we have to understand that we are responsible for communicating messages from God Almighty to his people. We are ambassadors. We are those who know the word of God, those who are, are, are assigned to speak the word of God, to call those things that, we, that be not as though they were. We are the ones who are transmitting or translating the Bible, the written Bible, into verbal words. Our behavior, our actions, must represent that of the kingdom. How are we doing with that? Uh, scriptures uh, tell us that there's certain behavior that is unacceptable. Communicate. I want to do nonverbal communicating for me. That comes by way of our expression. The rolling of the eyes, the turning up of the face, the hands on the hips, the fingers shaking in the face. We're, we're making a statement. And as hard as it may be, those uh, characteristics of those actions still should coincide with what you who you say you are people many people have been destroyed and with nonverbal communication the body language tells a person if you're open of your clothes if you come in peace or you come in war we are so accountable 
we are being held accountable for the language or the communication that we communicate to other people. This is why it's so important that you open your mouth because we have learned bad body language as we've been growing up. We have learned defensive uh, techniques with our body. We, we sometimes now say things with our body that we don't really mean, but it's learned behavior. We have to open our mouth so that we can verbally represent who we are and whose we are. Amen. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.16 says, But avoid irrelevant babble, for it would lead people into more and more ungodliness. A lot of times uh, when we verbalize what we feel or what we think, uh, we, we misrepresent the kingdom of God. The Bible says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So until we get right, amen, until we have that, that, that transforming uh, experience, then what we speak from our mouth is what we learned years ago. The Bible teaches and encourages us to take on a new mind, a mind like Christ, and take on a heart like God. So here, as you saying that you are a Christian, you saying that uh, you represent the kingdom of a God, what communication are you communicating to the people that you uh, come in contact with? How, how, even, how do you talk to your bill collector? How do you talk to uh, those, those spam people? Are you rude and obnoxious? Are you disrespectful? Because they are annoying and because they continuously aggravate you does not give you the right to be obnoxious and disrespectful, but it gives you an opportunity to speak a word. The quickest way you can get a bill collector off is tell them about God. Amen. So here, uh, we communicate in so many ways, and we're not aware of it. We communicate in the way we talk to people, the way we walk, the way we dress, and the way we look. Amen. What you wear tells all about what's in your heart. Amen. Say what you want. I'm not the fashion police. But the Bible says adorn yourself. So one must interpret what does the word adorn mean. In our 21st century, not back then, but now, how can one adorn themselves? Uh, the way we, we look, the way we Present ourselves the way we dress. Who do we look like? Do are we wholesome looking? Are we a uh, 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 worldly looking? It's a form of communication, and you cannot. I'm telling you, you cannot effectively minister the word of God looking like the world. You'll confuse them, and your heart can be pure. Your heart can be pure. But it's what you say or how you communicate. The scripture that says, so let your light shine, that men can see your good work and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So when it says, so let your light shine, that, 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 that tells me that I can prevent my light from shining. Amen? The light that this word is talking about is where in the book of John the Bible says Jesus was the light and his life, L-I-F-E was the light unto all men so your life L-I-G-H-T is the light, L-I-F-E of Jesus Christ that is so supposed to so shine now Depending on where we are, depending on our understanding and our willingness to conform to the word of God, to our willingness to walk by faith and not by sight, uh, uh, something's going to shine. Out of the deep depths of your heart, where you hide those ugly uh, uh, secrets, where 
you have not yet been delivered, but you covered. Amen. You covered them. Amen. Uh, uh, sooner or later, they will surface. And what you must understand is those things that we have not uh, been delivered from speaks out slowly. And it affects our attitude. It affects our life. It affects how we perceive the world. It affects how we communicate with one another. We, we, we think that there's no connection. And, and we always think that when we experience negative feelings or uncomfortable feelings, that they come from outside. But, but the truth of the matter is they are a, just a byproduct of what's going on on the inside. No one has that type of power over you. Your communication skills are affected by those things that have happened in your life. Now, the Bible says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And if that be the case, then our communication skills should be representing Christ and not the world the joy and not the pain, the deliverance but not the yoke. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How are you communicating with people who know God and people who don't know God? Can somebody learn something from you if you don't open your mouth? Now, in some cases, now we're going back to body language, so we're going back to nonverbal communication. People could look at you and just to see how you get down, how you handle people, how you walk, or how you just hold your head up high because you know God got your back, whatever the case is, they know that you are a wholesome, godly person without you even saying it, without you even saying anything. And then on the other hand, depending on how you nonverbal communicate, depending on how you verbally communicate, depending on how you, uh, 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 how, how your, your outer expressions are, your, how your posture is, they can tell if you're not. We send messages. Every time we leave our house and go into the world, we are representing either one or two kingdoms. We either, uh, representing the kingdom of God or the kingdom of this world. So our communication is, is real important. In speaking with people, in trying to articulate uh, the word of God to another person, one must subscribe to 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Study and show your, to show yourself approved unto God that a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And in seeking God, God will give you an audience. And, and in Jeremiah 1 and 9, he said, I will put my hand over your mouth and I'll speak for you. So here, uh, uh, you have to uh, be in the right place. You have to be in right relationship in order to be able to articulate the word of God. But that doesn't stop you from speaking the word of God. That doesn't stop you or shouldn't stop you from telling someone how good God is. In your life, whatever God did for you, in your life, you should be willing to stand on the rooftop and tell somebody. Because somebody needs to hear. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 18.21 that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. And, and, and what I've learned about communicating the word of God, though I give it to you, I receive the benefit. Are you, are you hearing? When I tell you how good God is, God have a way of showing me even more how good he is. He shows me how he keeps me, how he put a hedge around me, allowing no hurt, harm, danger to come to me. And anything that may come up against me, he said, ah, he'll deliver me from it. So communicating 
not only blesses the hearer, but it strengthens the one who is saying it. If you want to grow in God, you got to open your mouth. Because this is, the, this is one of the principles, speaking. Speaking. You must speak. Amen? Let me show you uh, how uh, detrimental speaking the wrong things can be. Proverbs uh, 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. His opinion is only based on his limited life. His opinion is only based on a person's opinion is only based on a person's individual experiences. God is bigger than any experience we know. God knows the end from the beginning. So here you you must have to you must be real careful because this takes me back to Psalms 21. Blessed is the man who taketh not counsel from the ungodly, uh, nor stand in the ways of the sinner, or sit in the seat of the scornful, because their communication ability is limited to their uh, uh, living experience, and they haven't been here that long. Amen. Christ been gone longer than any moment been living. Amen. So here, uh, communication is so vital in the believer's life because it represents what's in their heart. Amen. The Bible tells us that we should walk by faith and not by sight. So those of us who, who panic and worry and waver because of what we see here, taste, touch, or feel, is limiting oneself to one's own understanding and not receiving or embracing the promises of God. Amen. Communication, verbal communication, allows you to take yourself to another place. We have been taught that speaking in tongues is, is a language, a heavenly language, that we use to communicate with God. And it also edifies the individual who is speaking in this heavenly language. Let me show you how. Because what it does, it takes you away from common communication. It takes you away from the everyday uh, words that man uses to uh, uh, introduce how he feels or what he thinks or, or what he wants to say. When you speak the tongue language, you are in you are igniting your spirit man. You you are waking up your spirit man, and now your spirit man is talking to your spiritual father. Amen. You know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, amen, which is the spirit, the spirit of God, he, inter he makes intercession for us, for we know not what to pray for. In the language that we speak, it's so limited that we know not what we need to pray for. So God has given us the Holy Spirit so that he can intercede for us. He's praying for you for stuff you don't even recognize. Amen. You think your prayers are being answered. In some cases, or most cases, it's the Holy Spirit. He is praying. He is interceding. He is coming on your behalf to the Father. Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Man, uh, uh, when we speak things, whenever we speak something, we 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 create something. Come on, somebody. When you say something, good, bad, or indifferent, it will be manifested. <clears throat> and we have to understand that the things that we say, which is like say a cause there is also going to be a reaction. Or take your words. Take the words that you say and 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 and, and understand that a word is a seed. A seed goes into the ground. Uh, we being, uh, our composition being dirt, water, uh, that a seed is dropped in us in our ears and we hear it and we process. And it will manifest a heart. You can say a kind word to someone and get a smile. You can tell a person that you love them. 
and they most likely will tell you, I love you too. But when you speak corrupt communication, that corrupt communication, or as the Bible put it, evil communication, it corrupts good behavior. You can make a wonderful, kind person cuss you out by based on what you say to them. Because if you hit, if you push them enough, they will get into their emotions and then they may say something or do something that they will regret. Many people have done things uh, that's contrary to their uh, character. So, so we have to be so, so aware of what we're saying, what we are communicating as Christians. Even to one another. Christians, oh Jesus, talk more junk than some non believers. You got some Christians who are meaner than some non believers. How is that possible? Because of the lack of deliverance. The things of our past have a tendency of haunting us. And because we're not saying the right things, when the enemy comes to knock on your door, instead of rebuking him, resisting him, you say, who is it? Some cases we open the door. We have to learn how to effectively communicate to our family members, to our church brothers and sisters, and especially to the world. We have to learn how to effectively uh, uh, speak to our to your, your bosses and speak to the people you work with and work for. Uh, the Bible tells us that he will make our enemy at peace with us. Your communication skills allows you to have what God said he's willing to give to you. Whatever it is, we say, by his stripes, we are healed. But it has been turned into a cliche instead of a declaration for the belief. Because there's no follow-up behind that. Amen? If I say I love you, I got to show you I love you. And it's the, the best time to show a person that you love them is when they are unlovable. And they act like a complete fool. Now you got an opportunity to show love if you got it. When we communicate and we communicate something to a person, we have to be clear on what we're saying. We have to be clear on what you uh, require of that person or what you're telling them just so that we have no miscommunication. So I tell you, I say what I mean and I mean what I say so that when you go away from me, you know exactly what I expect. Amen. There's no room for assumption. Did he say that? Or even if you got to write it down. Communication is a form a source that allows us to share our thoughts, our ideas, our feelings, our intentions, approvals, and disapprovals. This is why the communication was so important, that Jesus, the disciples, what they needed to do in order to be effective disciples. There are some fundamental things that you must learn. But if you're always talking, you can't hear. If you look at the Bible, the Bible first talks about the creation of man, and then it talks about the fall of man, and before that, and then it talks about the punishment of man, and it goes on in such an order where you can get a picture of how man has for many years disobeyed God. You can see how God has uh, unequivocally uh, uh, declared what he expected from his people. God didn't leave any room for assumptions. 
he said, this is what you must do. And this is what I, this is what I will do. So how do we mess that up? How do we take the word of God and turn it, twist it to what we want it to mean, and but not what God meant it to mean? Your communication with your people, your peers, your family members are so vital to the growth and development of your relationship, you should take out the time. You should take out the emotion. You should take out the pretenses. You should take out uh, uh, anything that is not pure. I, I, I need you to do this. I need you to be here. That That's what I desire. I need you to be here at 3 o'clock, not when you want to be here, but at 3 o'clock. And if that becomes a problem, you should think enough about me to say, call me up and say, uh, Pastor Thomas, uh, I, I can't make it at 3 o'clock. Giving me enough time to get a, a substitute. But we take so much for granted that we don't even afford that level of respect to the people that we are communicating with. If someone asks you to do something that you're not comfortable in doing, that you really, really, really don't want to do, there's nothing wrong with saying, I can't do this at this time. I'm not comfortable. Now I know where you are. Now I know what not to expect. It doesn't make you a bad person. But the communication is so important to, for the direction <clears throat> of people. Uh, it's so important to know what you expect from me and what you don't. I ask questions. I, I open the floor and I say, anyone has any comments, concerns, or announcements? Gives you an opportunity to tell me what you think so that I can effectively minister to you. Now, me and God is not going to sit around the table and have a major conversation about you. Because this is the thing. Watch this. God, through the, 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 the gift of knowledge, can tell me everything you need. But though you may need it, you may not want to let it go. When a man comes to you or a woman comes to you and say, I'm having a problem with drinking, that gives you an uh, implication that that person realizes that they have a problem and they need some help. But if I see that you have a problem with this or with that, amen, and you uh, leave it buried or covered means you don't want to deal with it. Some cases, some people are ignorant about the things that they need to change. But for the most part, we all know what we need to change. But there's a topic, there's a season. We're not always ready to change certain things in our life. We, 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 we amplify it. We, we don't understand that nothing's too hard for God. We don't understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So sometimes the man or the woman or even the child will put value over the problem more than uh, faith and the solution. Come on, somebody. The solution that every natural problem, there is a spiritual solution. God created us to be problem solvers. He created us to have dominion over this earth. He made us communicators. He made us ambassadors and representatives of the kingdom of God. So what you think you can't do, with the help of God, you can't do. God told uh, Jeremiah that I'll put when, Jeremiah, when he told Jeremiah that he made him prophet and he wanted him to go to the nations to say what I tell you to say. And he said, but I'm just a child. And he said, don't say that, because I'll put my hand over your mouth, and I'll speak through you. 
Amen. God will speak to you if you're willing to open your mouth. Amen. You need a willing vessel. This is why he said, we say that God is not looking for the qualified. Because none is truly qualified. But he's looking for the one who is available. The one who will say, use me, Lord. I ain't nothing but a small pebble in the sand, but use me. Amen. And if you look at uh, the people of God, the old patrons, a lot of them were great men. They became great men, but when they started, the disciples, uh, the four gospel guys, Mark, Luke, and them were fishermen. Matthew was a tax collector. Luke was a physician. I mean, that those jobs, but they weren't no great men. They weren't kings and stuff and emperors. They were regular people with jobs like us. If you're willing to allow God to govern and to lead your life, then you will be effective in any and everything that you do. I'm here to tell you that God is looking for a few good people who are willing to speak the gospel, to teach it, to to set it up, to 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 help other people understand. We all started somewhere. And by the grace of God, we are right now wherever we are right now. But we know that we are further than we were when we first started. And there's a lot of people who are just starting. And, and we need to be able to make the words so simple that a child can understand it. We don't need to do like the Pharisees or the Sadducees uh, uh, speaking in a whole bunch of words and, and these big words, using the big words. How are you going to draw? I mean, well, I'm sorry, we don't draw. We just have to lift him up. And in lifting him up, we have to use communication that is understandable, understandable to the person we're talking to. I don't use big words because those big words don't represent the kingdom of God. They just and other people I represented, the person who was speaking is so educated. But the Bible says those among you who think themselves wise, let them be a fool, so that they may be wise. Amen. Uh, the Bible is not written in pink words. The translation might be using words that we're not familiar with and we have a hard time pronouncing, but it's real simple. Especially when God gives you the revelation of his word, then you are able to communicate the word of God. You know, we have preachers who proclaim the word of God. And then we have uh, uh, teachers who teach the word of God. Everybody has a purpose. I'm a firm believer that what you read, if you don't understand, you might as well not have read. If you don't understand how to use the word in your life to make your life more effective and, and use it where you can become a vehicle for God why are you read whenever we go out in the world whenever we go to work we go with intentions to accomplish something how about when we go to the Bible we go to read the Bible with an intention to learn the word and then what once you learn it what you gonna do with it how are you gonna change your life and help change someone else's life the Bible says if you lift me up get out of books I will draw men unto me. So in lifting God up, the simplicity of God, along with the sophistication and the, and the complication of God, not understanding him, amen, well, the, the simplicity is not taking anything away from God. Because God just said in the beginning, let it be. He didn't speak in unknown language, and he didn't speak with high words, you know, high-minded words. He just said, let it be. And it was. Let it be. And it was. And he formed the word with three words. Let it be. Amen. I'm sure the English language got another 15-letter word that means let it be. But God thought it uh, not robbery just to convey to us let it be in his greatness. And in that greatness, it shows you that you can be... Uh, just who you are in God 
and communicate a powerful message, a life-changing message. I'm reading the book, the pamphlets, and I promise you when I read them, when I read it, it's almost like who wrote that? I know it wasn't me, but it was the God in me. I'm, I'm reading it. It, it, don't, it don't even sound like me. Anybody who know me would not believe you if you told them I wrote it. Only because that, that's not me. That's the God in me. That's the, that's the outpour of, of the kingdom of God. Because, see, I want you to see less of me and more of him. You know, that, that cliche they say. And, but it has significance because I want to stand behind the cross. I want to be behind it so you can see Jesus. See, if you look at me, you're going to think, I don't know, maybe so, maybe not. But if you see our Lord and Savior, you, you might grab hold to it. I want you to hear the heart of God come through my mouth. Not my opinion or my words, but what God says. This is why I always practice on what did God say. Somebody asked me a question, well, what the Bible say? You don't need to know my opinion. My opinion ain't, I mean, it's better now than it was before, but it did nothing but get me in trouble. What do the words say? And that has to be our source. And then that becomes our source of our communication. So now we be communicating a powerful word, stronger or more powerful than a two-edged sword. We will speak life and not death. We will speak uh, uh, on those things that be not as though they were. were. We, we call those things into existence because now we are speaking the language of our Lord and our Savior and not the world. The world is always telling you what you can't do, what you can't have. God is always telling us what you can do. And what you can have. So what book you want to read? Where you want to hang out? What, what, what do you want? See, this is the thing. And this is how powerful communication is. If I show love to you, how could you not think I had I possess love? Mm, wait a minute. Ah, thank you, Lord. Mm. What you give out is only what you possess. You can say whatever you want to say. You can think you are whoever you want to think you are. What's out of your mouth is from is the basis of what comes out of your mouth is what's in your heart. What's in your heart is what you believe. That's all you got. So if you are always talking about doubt, fear, uncertainty, don't know how I'm going to do this and that, that's what's in your heart. That's what you're working with. <clears throat> that might be the sum total of who you are right now. Until you let it go and let go. God's word is a transforming word. It will take you from poverty to riches. It will take you from sickness help. It will take you from being yoked up to being delivered. That's how powerful the word of God is. That's why he says, if you lift me up, if you tell them about me, if you tell them what I did for you, I'll draw them unto me. Because even a fool ain't a fool. When it comes, when he hears something that is good, the reason he a fool because he's been listening to foolish stuff. But give him some meat and potatoes. Give him something that has life and let him chew on that. Jesus told the woman at the well, if you drink this water that Jacob, this out of the well that Jacob gave you, you're going to thirst again. Now, Jacob is cool in the game, but you're going to thirst. He ain't got it like I got it. You're going to thirst again. But if you drink from my water, you will not thirst anymore. My stuff is complete. My stuff is everlasting. My stuff is overflow more than enough. That's what Jesus is offering. That's what he said. If you believe.
believe in the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than these you shall do. Do you believe it? If you don't believe it, you can't receive it. You won't walk in it. You won't talk about it. You won't be walking by faith. You'll be walking by hope. Oh, God, do this for me. Oh, please, God. Please, God. You know I'm trying my best. That's a lie. That's a lie. You are not trying your best. We don't try our best. Let me, let me explain something to you. How powerful the word of God is. If you use, use, use the word of God as though it was a vehicle. Now you're in a car. And now this is representing the word of God. And God said, if you drive this car, you'll never run out of gas. Then why do we go to the other car? where we will run out. He said, if you ride in this car, nothing will ever happen to you, but we still ride in the other car. How about this? God said, ride my mule, but you rather ride the black stallion. See, the mule, watch this, the mule represents Stubbornness. It represents ugliness compared to a black style. But what you're not understanding is that the mule has resiliency. The mule has a, a, a strength that the horse may not have. Amen. The mule is created in such a way he shall not be moved. You cannot make the mule do what it don't want to do. But where the horse, you know, when they talk about the bridle, right? And I don't, I don't, I'm not a, a farmer. Now. I don't even know if they put a bridle in a mule mouth. But when they make reference to the bridle, the bridle is a, a bit. It's a little bit that they put in a horse's mouth that then they say, this is how you control that big old horse with that little bridle. I don't, I don't really hear conversation about a bridle in reference to a mule. A mule is and once it believes what it believes, it shall not be moved. So how about us being a mule for God? How about not being moved by your emotions, being moved by what you think and not what God said, being moved by not what people do, but what God promised us? I shall not be moved. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he delivers us from them all. The communication, watch this, there's a reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. There's a reason why we should listen more than we talk. Because through the communicating of God to God's creation, God's creation now knows which way to go. Now we understand what we should and we shouldn't do. But if we're always talking, amen, if we're always talking, we can't hear God. If we're always talking, we can't hear the person that's trying to communicate to us. Listen to this. Proverbs 18 and 2. You've got to get this. This will help you to check yourself. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion. What you got to say is more important to you than what God has to say to you. Think about that. The Bible says in, I'm, I'm saying in Proverbs 4 and 7, I think it is, wisdom is the principal thing. So get wisdom. But in all your kidding, get understanding. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding. That is, that Proverbs is communicating to us. Where are you? What you got to say is more important than what God has to say or the servant that God has sent to you. 
your opinion means that much, you're in trouble. You are in trouble. And you can't blame it on the devil. Communication is how we share our thoughts and ideas, our feelings, our intentions, those things we approve of and those things we disapprove of. I tell you through communication how I feel. It's up to you to take that, put value on it, and process it. You tell me what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. I must take it and put value on it and act accordingly. God communicates to us his will. We have to take that, put value on it, his will over our will, and then we be led to where we need to go. And then we'll find ourselves. And then we can have those things that we lack, or we can do those things that we thought we couldn't do. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. What I love is Second Peter 1 and 3. According to his divine power, he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, through virtue and glory, and his glory. And that says that through God's ability to communicate to us, we will know the will of God. We will know those things that are freely given to us. But when the communication breaks down, all you have is you. And is you, is us, you or me, is that enough? If not, let us open up back up the communication to God. I bless God for the word of God and I bless God for the people of God. God is good all the time. And all the time God is good. We bless God for the word. We bless God for the people of God. Amen. I'm finished. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. I really think that that um, teaching is probably one of the most uh, important and relevant ones in contemporary Christianity uh, that I've heard ever, probably. Communication is so important as we are the witnesses of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is God's plan and work of salvation. And um, he does not preempt or you know take away who God is to us our great Jehovah uh, I always tell my children and people who listen to me of course if um, we use the word God we have already concluded or decided that there is a power or we are referencing a power greater than ourselves and that power is outside of the realm of of human experience or human uh, innovation or human creativity or human knowledge. God does not live within the parameters of our limitations. He lives outside of that because he created it all. Therefore, as we are born again of his spirit, we become those uh, examples of his life having reformed um, us, redeemed um, us, made us new, the new creation that he's made. So we communicate the new life that is in us. And that new life is by the spirit of the living God. It's, it's a very exciting and wonderful discussion. And our next um, podcast will be just that, a discussion. I will invite a guest to join me in the uh, studio and we welcome comments from you. Please bring all that you are thinking to the comments section. I check it, you know, sometimes comments come in late, sometimes they come in real early and I am this person who's really busy 
and I want to read some of the comments that we've received um, throughout the last series. It was live, of course, the reading of the Psalms. Some of those Psalms or some of those readings have been uploaded to our episode list. But, you know, just, you know, I kind of, I, I don't even want to make any more excuses. I really am, am sick and tired of my own excuses, for sure. Uh, I am not communicating uh, through my uh, podcasting the organized uh, consistency that I believe God is bringing me to. However, I work and um, and I have little time trying to also raise money and uh, read all of the comments and give thank you letters to those people who are uh, supporting us and, and, and creating gifts and that sort of thing. So it's a real, it's a very big kind of um, endeavor that I've taken upon myself. And I just have to, with the spirit of the living God, figure out how to do it. And I, you know, it's kind of toying in me to, to, to stop something. And, and I, I feel like I can't afford to stop working. Okay, you know, that's not total faith. But I am trying to hear from the Lord to see what will happen. However, I do want you to know that I really value your comments. And if you put those comments in during a series, I will try to address them in our conversations as well. Live, it's easy because the comments are coming in and we can actually see them and read them and address them right then and there. But when they are left beside an episode, they are, you know, up and down the um, the episode list, which now we have quite a few. So trying to keep up with it is, is a little bit more difficult. So nonetheless, I do welcome them. And whenever I get to them, if they are relevant to a conversation or our discussion, I will definitely try to involve them. Bring, I will definitely bring them into our conversation. But I'm so glad you stopped by uh, to hear today again the, um, the uh, episode on communication with Reverend uh, John Thompson. And he told you where he is located in Wadesboro, North Carolina. You know, another thing that's happening is uh, pastors have been very, very creative in how they will continue to get the gospel out. And honest to goodness, I am just impressed that um, Reverend Thompson, along with many other ministers, are using uh, the conference call. It's a wonderful way uh, to engage people and to have them listen. Even, you you know, conversations can happen on the conference call. My The church that I attend right now is using the conference call for nightly prayer every night there is a prayer session by conference call you can engage and uh, the, uh, the conference call prayer line has uh, in my view uh, created a deeper fellowship um, between those who attend uh, everyone won't opt to do it but it is one way that everyone can do it right because mostly everybody has a telephone everyone doesn't have a computer Everyone may not be able to engage, you know, on Facebook or a YouTube, but mostly you can, you can, you know, you have a phone, and therefore I invite you to do whatever it is your church has done or is doing uh, to uh, stay connected and to build fellowship. Fellowship is very important in the um, in the kingdom of God, and. That's where we live, in his kingdom. So it um, doesn't matter what church you attend. If you run into another believer, there should be fellowship between the two of you because we have a commonality in our beliefs about God and our experience in the world. I'm so grateful for it as well. Thank you so much for dropping in, and I invite you to join us in our next podcast when we shall pick up this topic of communication. Um, God bless you and wherever you are in this world today, despite all of the horrible things that are going on now, the prospect of war, remember Jesus Christ is coming and his plan is going to come to The prophecies are going to happen. Whether we are afraid or not, just stop being afraid, get on your knees, pray, call out, sing. God is with you. He's very near. He's always near. And with that, I say, see you next time, and have a very pleasant rest of your day. Amen.